one. Thunderbirds are go. You're not meant to say the one. If you're not seeing all the movies where it's like, even though this is a podcast, I'm lifting up my two and my one finger. <laughs> <laughs> this is a scripted podcast about how we do things. Oh man, we we're new to this game. We've got lots to learn, I'm sure. But um how are you doing this week anyway? Yeah, good. A little bit tired. We're trying to um sleep train maybe. So yeah, it's it's fun. <laughs> it's super I can't, fun. I can't remember what the what that means because it's it, it's not like a I don't know not... what it means either. I think <laughs> it, it's just like I think it's just something that can describe fatigue <laughs> <laughs> i i seem to remember because i i i do i Aoife will will tell you this i when something comes up like that we want to find out stuff about i i really enjoy researching stuff you know mm. so i and i don't research stuff just a little bit i i like to look at different articles and go into reddit and look at books and all this kind of stuff and listen to podcasts and and sleep training is one of those things that just has so many opinions on what works, what doesn't work, and it's quite hard to to get through all the crap that's out there. This is what you should do, and then then your friend sends you a book. This book really worked for our kid, and then you like you read it for five minutes, and you try and apply some stuff, and they they don't react, so you give up, and then the next night they sleep all the way through, and you go, ah, it's because we. Gave them veggies for dinner instead of pasta, so they haven't got any carbs in it. And then the next night you give them veggies, and then they don't sleep at all. And then, yeah, it's it's like a mystery. If someone could solve that, they'd be a very rich person. I think. Well, actually, th- this is the thing. Um, there's so many people pretending to solve it, and they are very rich people. <laughs> it just kind of made me laugh there that someone gave you a book. Like, when the fuck do you have the chance to read a book about someone? <laughs> teaching some new human how to sleep where where in, the, where in the day do you have that time so like i bet you got five well, pages in you you find time when you're when you even when you're sleep deprived you're like there must be something here that i can take i'm going to read this book even though i do not read books i'm going to read this book from front, <laughs> from front to back because there might be a top class secret in here that i will find and yeah you realize afterwards that there's no top class secret so no it's yeah yeah, the the trick to it is as complex as the little human that you're trying to exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like no one, no one could sleep train me if they tried. So like trying to sleep train the little guys. Anyway, so you're sleep training. Um, Whatever the fuck that is. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and you're balancing that out with with your day to day work. And I'm yeah. what am I doing? I'm not. Our little guy is what's he coming up to two. There's no sleep training going on. He's sleeping through the night. Uh, Ten-week-old is sleeping through the night, which is really odd. It's like he's storing up his non-sleepless nights for for, for chaos later on. Mm. Um, and then just, yeah, I've got got a week off in a, in a couple of weeks, so I'm just trying to tie up a few loose ends, get a few leads nice. out, set a few proposals. And, and also one thing I did this week was... Um, I dived into Slater, the new uh, the new JavaScript C AI kind of thing that Edgar Allen and the team are um, are built. And I know you use that 
I use it a ton, don't you? I, I've only just started using it, and I'm, the jury's still out for me, but I know you use it a ton. I use it as much as I use Webflow. I love it. I oh, damn, it. okay. Yeah, I use it every day. It's brilliant. Um, what What does it do exactly? Because I'm, I know it's there's headlines. It's an AI tool, and it helps you write code and JavaScript code, but that's kind of not really what it does, is it? What it does? Yeah, but... th that side of it is 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 one aspect. Like, but I, to be honest, the difference between asking um, Slater how to uh, write a script or debug a script and asking ChatGPT to do the same thing is, it's uh, I can't see the difference. For me, that what it what it does is is um it just it's a really simple way of adding custom code javascript and even custom css to your um webflow project and but why but what do you mean by simple because at the moment custom css you can add into the webflow settings project settings you can mm -hmm. add it into the page settings mm -hmm. or you can add it into an embed on the page yeah with javascript it's more well you can do exactly the same for javascript the difference is css that you add in the designer in an embed then affects what you see on the screen whereas if you add it to the page settings or into the project settings it mm -hmm. doesn't impact what you see um, yeah. And yet, and every time you have to publish the site again and see, you know, see how it impacts things. But Slater's slightly different, isn't it? Yeah. So what Slater gives you a script that connects Webflow, your Webflow project, to your Slater project. You just put it yeah. in the Flutter, and it uh, and you know it it essentially just connects the two of them. The thing with Webflow is you can put your JavaScript into the footer, the head, you can have it as global, you can have it at local on page settings. But you can't see what that does. You can write it, you can make assumptions, and you can believe you can write it correctly, but you can't you can't see the output. You can't see what that code does until you publish to Webflow. Yeah. And then if you just take a very simple thing that Webflow doesn't do. Webflow doesn't allow you have um, not allow you. It doesn't have a native feature for, um, you know, the year that one would put at the bottom at the footer of their website. You know, copyright this year, this company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah. <clears throat> there's a the script is that you would use there. It's either a JavaScript or a jQuery script. Is essentially find the current year and then find the element with either a class or an ID of, let's say, current year, and inject whatever the current year is into that div. So that's how we do it. Um, that's not a complex script. It's a very useful script. But w when you inject, when you add that to Webflow, you can't see that works until you have... I publish your Webflow page. So when it comes to debugging, something as simple as that, let's say you've misspelt current year on the ID or on the uh, 
of what more than likely happens in Webflow is that you've changed the class name from yeah. current year to this year, for example, and then no longer works. Like debugging that involves going into Webflow, looking at your code, going to your deployed page and inspecting, but you can't, you, it's, it's very hard to live debug that on, in Webflow. So because, yeah, because if you change it in Webflow, you then have to republish it. And then in the browser, then you have to refresh yes. the republish site to then restart your debugging, essentially. Yes, exactly. So what yeah. Slater does is you still don't see the custom, the custom JavaScript or the custom code in Webflow. But what it does now is that the published page it is uh, it deploys that code directly to that published page from Slater. So you can have Slater open, make your updates, and save, and then refresh. And now you've you can see if your code works or not. Yeah. So yeah. So with like I'm just thinking about the workflow. So if you're working on a site at the moment, the workflow is you you edit your code, then you republish. You publish a Webflow and then you refresh the browser and see if you've done something right or wrong or see what happens. Whereas now you just um, have the web, you have the Webflow designer with the script to Slater mm -hmm. and then you, you're debugging in the browser. And if you go, actually, I need to change something in the script, you just change it in Slater, press save, mm -hmm. refresh the page. And because Slater is independent from Webflow, it's the, the browser is now pulling the new code or the refactored re code that you pulled in into the browser and making a change if if it works or not. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So just, it's, it's just like a, a, a supercharged... It just supercharges your workflow to a certain extent. It's, the, it's very, very similar to how if you would have VS Code connected to GitHub, connected and then deploying yeah. locally or deploying to a website. It's it's very, very similar. That's how you, you would do it, is that you would make your updates, you would debug, you would save and refresh. So essentially that's that's the nice um that's the nice workflow that has now been added to your custom code environment. Yeah. Um so but does it not bring it does it not bring some issues? It's like say I'm working on a site on Webflow. And then I go, hey, Alan, can you come in and make some changes? Mm -hmm. You could, at the moment, you could come in. Say I wrote on my JavaScript in in the page settings. Mm -hmm. You could come in and you'd know exactly where it is. You could, you could change it. This is in Webflow, right? In Webflow, yes. It's all the, the I guess the power of Webflow with workflow is everything's kind of self-contained. It's yep. sort of even the apps that come in now, at least. If you have the app installed, it's sort of self-contained in that. Whereas with Slater now, you've got this kind of a, a sidekick app. Um, but you also then need to give people access or de the developers access to that bit of the app. Because um, you know that, that yeah. Yeah, so I like, like currently I'm working with a backend dev and I've given him access. He's got full access to, to, this, to all the Slater code for the particular project that I'm working on and I can on, yeah. prevent him getting, and I have prevented him getting access to other um, environments within the Slater uh, app. So 
if you're doing so, like I, I just give a very simple example there of um, change year. Is Slater needed for change year? No, absolutely not. You just get that tiny little script. I think it's like five lines. You put it into your footer. You make sure that everything is connected correctly and you publish. And there you've got a, a nice little change year on your footer. It's absolutely not needed for that. But it, what it is needed for is what I found, like what I found difficult in Webflow was that you can only do 10, I think it's 10,000 characters and then yeah, yeah. that's it. So it's 10,000 characters per custom embed. And if you think that there's the global footer, the global header, then you've got your page footer, page headers, and then you can have custom embeds as well. Like if, if you want, you can go down the route of make having very specific, um, like Webflow allows you to do this, having very specific JavaScript for specific pages and they do specific things. And, but managing that is a nightmare. If you've got like a, even a relatively small application of 10 pages, where did I put that script to make sure that when I click this, this thing happens, I know it's for this page, but did I put it in the global or did I put it in the page? And like, it very quickly gets messy trying to manage that and 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 ultimately when it comes down to like if you've got syntax errors if you've got any kind of errors in that it's very difficult to debug so once you start getting to if you ever get to the stage that you've gone above ten thousand characters you need to get out of webflow and you either <laughs> need to use later <laughs> or you need to use um like a github vs code yeah yeah something like that so what's what's the workflow for Slater is literally this simple. What is your Webflow.io uh, domain? Copy that, put it into Slater. Then you get you go down to like the bottom right. You it's a, a button called Scripts. You click that. You get your script. You put it into the footer of your Webflow project. Save, publish, bang! It's connected. It's literally that simple. There, you, you to do something similar with VS Code GitHub, it's possible, and it's not too difficult. But you, it's it's just not that simple. It's not as simple as that. And yeah, yeah, no. I saw Webbay Webbay did a kind of video on that, didn't he? And and it yeah, that's it's awesome. But you are going you're going into a little you you're going off a cliff into some kind of foreign territory a little bit, even well, you know, we're got, in the world of no code. So well, it, exactly. I think that's that's the biggest thing. Is is Slater is a no code. It it helps you organize your code in a no code way, rather than having to go into the the no the the code management side of code with GitHub and dependencies and making sure you know all those. Once you got it, you got it. But Slater makes it that much easier to do. You know, click. Yeah, click. and it's yeah. it's it's kind of. Like Slater definitely is not no code. Like it's it's low code at very minimum, but it's definitely like a coding environment. But it just makes it it's it's just very straightforward to get started with within that environment, and it's it's super fast. It's uh, incredibly powerful, and it it just works. And I I I've just once I started working in it, I'm like. This is it. I've, I'm using this literally as much as I'm using Webflow at the moment. And it's kind of cool because I, I, 
I went away from coding for the last four to five years because of how awesome Webflow is and how I'm coming back full circle and getting back into like writing um it's particularly jQuery scripts, like not not going into anything too complex, but there's a huge poss not huge. There's there's a lot of fun with uh trying to figure out solutions to the limitations of of Webflow. And Slater really allows you to do that, particularly with things like you know, we, we all have like the um uh we've all come across the thing of like you know, you try and use a tab or a tab element or you try and use a slider or carousel element and you can't connect it to CMS. Well, you can reverse engineer those things and not, not easily, but you can reverse engineer what's going on there and you can connect um, the Webflow CMS to that and true Webflow or true Slater, you are, uh, um, you're, you're getting the interactivity uh, you're creating that interactivity, um, so I've I've been having a lot of fun building out, uh, yeah, just just targeting the limitations of Webflow and building out solutions in Slater. Yeah, it's, it's like it's just so where I come from, maybe a, a different, um, well, it's just understanding how it works is like FinSuite, obviously with the attribute solution, it's brilliant. Like, yeah, awesome, love it. The, the, this uh, well documented, you they. They have tutorials. A lot of other people have tutorials on how to use it. Mm -hmm. And essentially what they're doing is they have some JavaScript mm -hmm. in a file sitting on their CDN. So their, let's call it file uh, server. And when you put attributes in for a specific, I don't know whether it's a filter, for example, mm -hmm. you, they say, put this, put this link into our script, which is a load of JavaScript. And then that JavaScript uses the attributes on your page to make things work. So with Slater, what, what you're doing is essentially you're creating your own little repository of little JavaScript snippets that your Webflow then has access to. And mm -hmm. then whatever you do on the page, you can work with attributes, you can work with classes, IDs, mm -hmm. all sorts of things. Um, you could use, you know, you could put GSAP JavaScript in there. You could do all sorts of different things. Um, it then creates your own little managed rep, uh, like repo uh, repository of your JavaScript code, which you can access from anywhere on, on the website. And what I really like about Slater the other day when I was trying it was you don't have to load all of your JavaScript on every single page of your website. I've got a client who has lots of distinct, they have, you know, they have their marketing pages, they have their course pages, and then they have a, a blog. And I just wanted some some carousel functionality on their blog. And I didn't want to have to load all of that JavaScript on every single other page. Yeah. So with Slater, I could select specific pages or specific pages within a folder and say, mm -hmm. just run it on this. And all I had to do was drop one script into my Webflow project. I didn't have to drop it on the same page as I want. And then before you know it, I've, I can manage the code and that, yeah, that to me, as you said, like it's, it's brilliant. Now, the downside I have found, and I, I was speaking to the Slater guys about it on on their Slack channel. They're they're super responsive. Um, is I work with clients that I have a long term relationship with, and I also have clients where I have a two week sprint where you, it's it's relatively straightforward, but there's still a bit of JavaScript involved. 
and come to the end of that and I go, right, here's your Webflow site over to your, I'm going to transfer over to your uh, Webflow account and off you go. Good luck. And some clients take that and they tinker with it and whatever. Some clients don't touch that for months at a time. And my problem with Slater in that instance is um, you have to pay, I think it's $10 a month to keep that code accessible to the to the live site. And obviously I'm not gonna pay that. Um, and sometimes the client goes, hey, well, why am I paying 10 quid a month for to ho host some some code, you know? Yeah. It, it, it should cost me nothing to ho host this code because I should have it in Webflow. Um, so it's helped me with my workflow but it's not helping them at all with their site because the alternative is for me to put it into their Webflow pages. So it's a, it's an interesting dynamic because on some sites I go like, hey, cl dear client, can you pay for JetBoost? And they go, why? And I go, oh, because it does this, 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 this. And they go, oh, yeah, that, that, that sounds good. And then I go, oh, can you pay for Slater? What does it do? Well, it, it hosts this little bit of code that the carousel relies on. Now, it, is that? Just that bit there. Can you not put that in Webflow? It's like, well, yeah, yeah, I can put it in Webflow. And and you could put it in Webflow. But when I've used the workflow of Slater and it's so nice to categorize and put it on different pages and organize it in one script and I then have to unbundle that and move it all over to Webflow and put it into the different pages manually, you know? So there's, I, I definitely see the, there's definitely a cutoff point where I think it's efficient for certain projects and inefficient for for smaller more static project um so definitely yeah, I, I, get, I, I get what you're saying there yeah i get what you're saying there but ultimately even if you have to go down the route of moving so if i'm kind of going to say you're talking about a five-page website that needs a carousel and a couple of pages that's not a huge script so you move that over to webflow you put it into the global footer and Bob's your uncle. You send it to your um, client. They have the custom code. They have the Webflow project. To me, that is not a big... Um, ah, I don't think that's a big issue for the benefits of being able to write that custom carousel script easily and debug it easily. Yeah, you got to do a bit of copy and paste and move it over. But when it gets when it gets to the stage that you're like, hey, client, you actually need this because of all this custom functionality, it's worth 10 bucks a month. Like it's, that's when you're getting into like a much greater, you're, I suppose your solutions are like, you could use FinSuite and they will do the, the exact same thing. And, but it would be going down the route of like, you're creating search functionality, you're creating, um, you're creating, you know, filtration Feel like filter functionality filtration. It's like we're in <laughs> the water. Improving, improving the water quality, yeah. Yeah, but it, but even like, okay, I'll give an example. Like the other day, I um, for a project recently, I created uh, a custom light box um, for a team section. So on click, it op and it's it's a CMS driven custom light box with a with a slider so you click on matt evans or pops matt evans and a blurb about matt evans and then you can go left and right and it goes to 
Aline or you go, you know, it goes to Timothy Ricks or whatever, you know, and, but it's, it's based off of the, like, they are now able to add to that, delete from that, add team members, delete team members, and they don't need to come back to me. Whereas if you were to do that in a, in another, in a more traditional Webflow environment, they would always have to come back to you or else they wouldn't come back to you. And then one of the buttons would pop up and there'd be an empty space there because the light box itself isn't dynamic. So creating things like that, um, even that you can copy the script over and put it in. It's only one script. But if you have multiples of those, then yeah, it's worth it. Yeah, no, I, I think I think there needs to be, and maybe it's something that Slater can put on their, on their marketing um, blurb is that there, I think there is a, there is a point where it becomes definitely worth it. And then there's definitely a point before that where it's maybe not worth it because the way I've thought about it is like, it's a tool, it's a dev tool that really benefits us. So when we're building, it's, it, mm. it's pretty cool to build with Slater because the way it works, the way they've designed it is very cool. And as the site gets bigger, it gets better and it gets better and better and the organization workflow gets better and more powerful and that's not even talking about you know having a little ai bot next to you helping you with the code you know but there also needs to be i i think personally needs to be an acknowledgement that for smaller more let's call them less dynamic sites as in they're not changing their code all of the time they they need to somehow come up with a solution that allows a dev to pay to have this tool next to them because it makes my life easier. Mm. But they also need to have a solution that allows the dev to pay for that, but also allows a client to not have to pay $10 a month to host. Yeah, I, I suppose what they could do quite, uh, here's what I'm saying, easily, but like a solution to that would be, because they do have the, the Webflow app that perhaps, you know, you know, we all get to the stage where we've finished building our project and we're sending it over to the client. We're guiding the client on how to create a Webflow account, setting you up as a freelancer on that account. And when it gets to that stage, maybe there is like a a save to Webflow global settings, save to Webflow global footer or save to Webflow global header kind yeah. of option that they could have there where, yeah, like at the very end of the project you press a button it just sends that 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 script over it saves because even like FinSuite have got a nice like custom code environment that's through their extension so yeah I'm sure that's some smart person that could see but yeah that like and that would be a good solution but you have to remember this product is it's all it's it's so young it's, it is very young yeah it, like, they, they got a relatively small team as well haven't they yeah, and it's like what it's doing for such a young product and how it's working and it's, you know, there's no downtime. You're not worried about your 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 custom code not working. You know, like it's it's really they've done a really stellar job and and as you said, they're responsive on Slack. So they they'll they'll they are constantly improving and innovating and they will take suggestions like that on board. I, I'm I'm really, really excited to see what they do next and how they make our lives easier. But I just, even like with all these pitfalls, like not pitfalls, these potential issues, like I, I don't see them as a problem. I see them as a, 
an annoying little step that I have to do, but the the how much better my working life has been because of Slater, I, I think it's worth it right now. Like, I'll just give you another example, which I just just figured out like this week. So I was saying there that I'm working with a backend dev, and he's doing like analytics and um, security and all that kind of like magic that. It's even greater magic than I don't like. It just the, the clever, the clever people do. It's I, yeah. He's I think his name is Gandalf, and he just does things <laughs> and works. So I've 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 given Gandalf access to Slater, and he says I shall not pass into certain areas, into the Slater <laughs> Slater environment. But um, we were running into issues because scripts that I wrote and script that he had wrote he had written for the analytics were like. You know, they were causing errors and he was like, oh, I need this to be the last thing that loads and I want it to be in the footer. And I was like, oh, okay, how do we do this? Because at the end of the day, it's one script that you connect from Slater to Webflow. But if you go into the pages, there's two options. There's the script at the bottom right and you click it and there's the script. And you go into the individual individual pages and there's a, a little drop down button and there is a development and production scripts underneath that two individual scripts that have an additional um an additional forward slash with a number four digit number at the end of it and that is specific to the page so the ones that we load is a global script yeah but then you can have a, a page specific one which means for this particular s- scenario we needed this one piece of code to run last because we needed the whole page to do all its thing. We needed the membership software to do its thing. And then we needed to fire this so that we could start tracking people. So this allows us to even, we, we took that script and we've put it to the bottom, uh, just above the body. So it's the last thing that fires. So even within the environment of simplicity, they've allowed the complexity of us to be able to oh, we actually need this to fire in the header. Okay, so you take this page, you take this page-specific script, and you move it to the header. and Or you need it to fire at the, bo- and at the very last at the body. It's, um, it's really, really well thought out. And, like, I was, like, constantly when you're, like, in the no-code space and you're working with more traditional um, developers, I don't know, sometimes there's this kind of tension of, like, oh, are you a bullshitter? Are you, like, are you really able to do what you can say you can do but he was just like yes we we don't need to move from this environment because he's like it you can work with this well i can work with it well it fires quickly it's got everything you need pretty much and now it's even this this problem that he he thought it was that we thought we couldn't solve it it was solved um so yeah sounds like we need a we need a tutorial a visual tutorial from mr tobin to uh to show up yeah maybe <laughs> i suppose that that this is all quite conceptual but um yeah they they there's but basically there's global you can you can fire your scripts globally you can fire it individually per page and you can fire at the above the header and above the body so you can they've 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 given us the customization that a traditional that, yeah would have I know I kind of went on a tangent there, but that's no, no. I, 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 haven't, I haven't fallen asleep. I haven't. I promise you, I haven't fallen asleep. I'm so. <laughs> <laughs> this is 
you're a sleep cast. <laughs> uh, I know, but hey, but honest, honestly, though, as as someone, I think we we talked about it before, but I'm like, um, I'm I wouldn't be a massive JavaScript guy. Um, I I have enough JavaScript to get by, especially in the no code world, where if someone says, "Can we do this?" I now feel confident and go, "Yeah, of course we can do this," and I can go and find out how to do it or try using you know some of the ai tools or my network to ask people how to do it and there's loads of tutorials what slater is doing and i guess other apps like slater are doing um there aren't any other apps like slater but what they're doing is they're they're making people like myself feel that little bit more comfortable in dealing with that code because it just you know setting up the environment of you know linking stuff to github and you know, putting all those little different things in, is it secure? Is it not secure? Like where can people change this code Can abuse it? Like all this, all that stuff that is actually quite scary when you don't know how to work in those environments. Slater kind of packaging it up in the same way that Webflow have packaged the kind of designer up and they've packaged it up and it made it accessible. So I'm, I'm just excited to see how many people who weren't really a JavaScript capable are now on board with the ability to use JavaScript in a little bit more of a fluid. Hey, it's just part of my workflow now, you know. So, yeah, and, it, and it'd be it'd be interesting to see how Webflow do it as well because I think with their, you know, with the recent announcements, their logo where they went, you know, we use HTML, CSS, JavaScript. How much extra they put on getting the JavaScript experience that much more efficient in the Webflow environment? Um, you know, obviously Slater have got a march here and they've got a very talented team who know what they're doing, lead um, very early, listen to feedback all the time. So, you know, they're they're charging ahead and moving pretty quickly. Um, but it'd be interesting to see how Webflow look at that, especially, you know, Webflow got the dev link, which is, you know, React, obviously React related and it's driving a, a lot of innovation and stuff. But yeah, I'm going to I'm going to try I'm say I'm, I'm trying it on one platform. I, I still one client sorry and i'm still the jury's out as whether i pitch into the client pay 10 bucks a month for it um but we'll see you know they're not a stingy client but they also don't want to pay 120 quid a year for something that they didn't need to pay for last year when i was doing it the manual way you know so yeah well like you know the other way i look at it is you know what do you pay like 400 dollars a year for webflow like yeah, but it's, I mean, it's, your 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 clients doesn't pay for that. Well, no, but they it's forty forty like can it can be up to forty percent of the host of Webflow hosting in JavaScript hosting costs. Now that is a when you compare it that way, it is a lot. It is an extra. Oh, I I was more saying that um, just well the way I've done it is I've just bitten the bullet as a business cost, and I don't. I just keep it on my environment and yeah, well that, want, like, yeah. I if can, you can do it that way, future. yeah. I'm just I'm I'm a bit nervous about doing that with some clients. I, I wouldn't be nervous about, but other clients, you know, if I got knocked over by the 53 bus, like I don't want my their JavaScript hidden away. That only me me are paying if I if I miss a bill or whatever, and their carousel starts messing up. You know, I don't. Um. Anyway, I yeah. I um. Yeah, let's see how it goes. Because as you say, it's, it's early days. Um, it is quite hard to conceptualize on a an audio, non screen sharing um, podcast. So 
if anyone has fallen fallen asleep or uh, fallen off the runner while they're listening to us or whatever they were doing then um apologies but i think it was that's a good good i i learned a lot there actually because i i didn't think about all the intricacies of what you do with a like a full stack dev versus just a no coder like myself yeah and i suppose like what what this is doing is like i i've I've always seen webflow as VS Code, but for those who prefer to visually develop things. And it's just a front-end environment, in my opinion, Webflow. It's a front-end development tool. And this just, Slater just opens it up to more possibilities. And I right now, the limitations are your imagination. I Like, I can't, I haven't come across a limitation yet. You but, should you you should be writing the marketing page for for Slater or doing a PR tour. Maybe maybe we we'll get you on a PR tour. You do a city tour like Slater. I, like, I, I, I think I'm, I've never been to Argentina. Half so. <laughs> cough. cough. <laughs> Jared Jared will be getting you on a plane now and like uh, yeah, yeah. All, all expenses paid trip to Buenos Aires to talk about Slater. Yeah. But okay, so like, forget about like. So I, I was doing. I was talking like super complex stuff, but if you get to the simple, simple limitations of Webflow, CMS driven elements that we do not have access to, Slater will allow you build out those elements. CMS driven light boxes, CMS driven sliders, CMS driven, what else are the things that, that tabs? And I know that you can, you can do this through fin suite and you can, which is awesome as well, but you can also do a true, um, you can also do a true Slater. And I suppose, that I, like I still use a lot of the FinSuite attributes, but over time, the more complex the stuff that I started to build, or the, not complex, or the more amount of lines of code that were in, in, in something that I was building, the more times that the FinSuite code and my code started to uh, compete against each other. And... That's that's not a problem until it is, like it. it you know what I mean? Like you, it, yeah, yeah. It's a black box that once once you have a problem, you can't actually get inside that black box. I can't debug a fin suite. Actually. Yeah, yeah. And I and, can't. Yeah. Why? If if their uh, script and my my coder are causing errors, I can only manipulate what I've done. Yeah, yeah. I can't manipulate what they've done. So. Like and and it, it might mightn't even be necessary to do what I'm doing, but there's there's therein lies um that's that is kind of where I started to well it's to, more to, like, what, to fall in love with Slater. Yeah, to get more into like yeah. if I was to do let's say I wanted to do like um uh CMS slider. Are we, going, are, we, are, we are we doing another example? Another example, but if I wanted to do something quickly, <laughs> and it was a, a marketing website, I would definitely use FinSuite. Definitely easy. Yeah, yeah, no. Well, I think that's the beauty of it, isn't it? It's like maybe, maybe this they just need a chart, and it's like right in this instance, <laughs> do it in Webflow. In this instance, do FinSuite. In this instance, do it yourself with ChatGDP, and in this instance, Slater, and see like because that's that's what people want to know is like when they start a project, they want to step back and go 
how what complexities do I need to put into this project? And therefore, it allows them to, you know, I do that with with uh, JetBoost and FinSuite filters and search. It's like mm-hmm. if it's filters only, I go FinSuite, don't worry about it, they work. When I start talking about search and filters, I start going, you know, JetBoost search works a bit better in my opinion than the FinSuite stuff. Yeah. And then when you start to go, okay, now we've got CMS, um, CMS favoriting, all those kind of things, and the little JetBoost boost stuff, I go, yeah. I'm in JetBoost all the way. It's super easy to use. I'm putting it on 20 pages and blah, 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 blah. And it's like, so just having that, be able to step back and then look at Slade and go, okay, I'm doing a five-page five website that I need JavaScript on page one and five. Mm, I'll use Slater to help me write it and maybe debug it, but in the end, I'll move it over. Or if you're working on a bigger site where the client um, is improving things all the time, you might go, Slater, come in. You're my man or woman. But you not, come do in. you not think that those um, things like JetBoost and FinSuite are just like a gateway drug to JavaScript? It's well, like, they, when it they, just gives they, you a little tip of, you're like, oh my God, this is so cool. Like how, how yeah, do you just don't touch it? You don't touch it. That's the, It doesn't give you that that little um but you're getting high on the supply it's like yeah but there's like you can't how does this work i want to figure out how this works and then and and like what's amazing about what what finsuite have done is they've reverse engineered the limitations of webflow and built out these no no i do like like, how did they do it how did they do it and i'm like i want to write it (laughs) the other thing though the other thing and i don't know if if it's a feeling you ever get is when you know someone or you've had exchanges with someone who is providing these products you like i get a soft spot like i've i've had loads of exchanges with with uh chris from jetboost who found who built okay. Jet, jetboost and and noah over there who does a lot of their um customer troubleshooting and customer service and stuff and they are the nicest people super feedback mm-hmm. and so i i migrate to jetboost of this like I know these guys. I want to use their tool, and I want to. I want to support them. You know, or my friends. I do. I, I do feel like that sometimes, and I, I feel like that they they're giving me superpowers to to say to a client. You know, when they go, can we do this? Yeah, no problem. We can do this. Yeah, and and FinSuite obviously have the same effect on a lot of a lot of um, web flowers as well. And now Slater are going to have an effect on like like people like yourself who work a little bit deeper in the low code space and are more comfortable there is they're going to have that effect it's like yeah every project i work on i use slater they're awesome their tool is they listen i'm on the slack channel i asked for this and then two weeks later jared released this thing and it's like it's i think that's again it comes back to this webflow community is that everyone's listening and no one's prescribing anything and there are so many different ways you can do stuff that it it just yeah it's each to their own, but in a positive way, you know. So, um, oh, hundred percent. There's like, yeah, it's it is more ridiculous. than one way that's going to catch, you know. Like, yeah, it's, it's but so to- cool. Talking about, um, say skinning about cats, skinning cats. I've never sc- <laughs> skinned a cat. I don't. I never skin skinned a cat. cat. <laughs> skinned a cat. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, moving off, moving off JavaScript and Slater. My thing this week, which um, oh, we're uh, only gone on to the second thing this week. <laughs> yeah, I know we're forty-three minutes in, and we're moving on to something, something, I, something that I can talk about. That is grade one shy talking there in the last <laughs> forty minutes. <laughs> yeah, 
and there wasn't even a dad joke in sight, unfortunately. So we were for those, serious. For those who have got this far, uh, we'll we'll add some dad jokes in there. Um, 